I have gotten to a point in my life where I feel like it's do or die. Like, it's now or never. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friend. I'm so excited for you to meet my guest today. Her name is Natasha Harvey, and she is a spitfire. She likes to say that just because you are a woman over 40, it doesn't mean it's time for you to pick out a casket and quit life. She's here to be your cheerleader and champion. She has over 50 years of experience as a fitness trainer and in occupational therapy. She's a dancer, a certified life coach, a speaker, and has recently become the Clubhouse Moderator Mentor for Midlifers and has no plans on slowing down anytime soon. Natasha specializes in guiding women 50 and over on how to transition to the next phase of their lives without guilt, shame, or fear. She's committed to being a resource for seasoned women who desire to live a sexy, healthy, and vibrant life holistically. I can't wait for you to meet her. But I also want to say, stick around to the end when we really get fired up. There will be singing, my friend. Okie dokie. Without further ado, here's Miss Natasha Hardy. Let's go. Hey, Natasha. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and I can't wait for us to dig in to the conversation you have, uh, the questions you have for me, because it's always so interesting to hear what people like to know about me. Yeah, I'm super excited. I remember hearing you for the first time in Clubhouse um, and your energy and just, just, I mean, man, when you hit a room, in clubhouse every time i've been in a room and you've been in a room at the same time when you get up and speak it's like natasha's in the house <laughs> <laughs> and i love it i love it you always bring up the energy wherever you go and uh so i'm just super excited to have you here thank you thank you and you know that that's purposeful that when i go into a room I bring up the energy. And when you're ready to ask me about that, I'll tell you how I got started with that and why I started doing that. All right. All right. I can't wait. I, I do want to back up before we talk about that, um, because it, we were in a room and whew, I mean, it, you know, you you started to tell your story. I can't remember what room it was. It was a long time ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you started you told your story um, about how you ended up taking care of your granddaughter mm-hmm. and how that all kind of came together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it got me. Yeah. And the contrast of your story with the energy that you mm-hmm. always bring, it was even more uh, touching to me. Well, it's been a journey, as you do know. Uh, I just finished my cycle of 59 years last Wednesday on the 22nd, and I consider myself five, seven days belated. into being 60. 
right? Happy so, belated birthday. <laughs> thank Amazing. you. Yeah. And what my big story that I tell, because I think it's, I'm, it's, I'm not the only one out here that experienced this. I feel like in our, once you hit 50, there's a lot of things that becomes the towers start coming down around you and like you get to rebuild your life. And so in 2015, I would say it marked a huge shift for me. Uh, in November, my dad uh, died from cancer. And two weeks later, my oldest brother died from cancer. Mm. And those were two major pillars in my life that were gone. And my mom, of course, had transitioned years before in like 2007. So I, unbeknownst to me, I, uh, I was in a depression. I wasn't aware of this because I was getting up training my clients every day. And uh, I also, a week after my dad transitioned, my apartment complex gave me a two bedroom that I had been on a waiting list for, for about 30 years. So then I moved from my apartment of 30 years. And so that was like three major losses, right? And people kept saying, oh, when you move, it's a big deal. And I thought, oh, it can't be a big deal. I really want to move. Well, I was, I moved and I was, it, it was so heavy for me. And I couldn't figure out why I could not get myself up on my feet. I was frightened in the world because no longer having people who knew me from birth, I felt like I was alone in the world. I didn't have my father or my brother to call on the phone when tough times came up. And um, so as I went through that time, I just mulled through it until like, I believe I said to myself, let me invite my granddaughter here and some kind of way I managed to get her plane ticket here in 2016 for the summer of 2016. And I thought, oh, this is going to make my, give me some energy and uplift me. And we're going to have fun. I get to be a grandma, right? So three days after my granddaughter is here, we get a call on the phone. My son had been shot. Hmm. It was very traumatic. My son did live. Uh, he was shot in his forearm arm, and it was, we believe it was gang initiation time. So it was gang related. They just randomly picked the person to oh shoot. And there was someone else wow. shot that same day, randomly in a car. Wow. So he lost the whole, what they call the extensors, which opens your hands, right? He lost the, lost all of that was blown out of his arm. He was in, he had to have eight surgeries. He was in the hospital. He was on pain meds. He was like, there was all of this stuff he was going through at the time. And in January of that following year, we had a call and uh, he said, uh, you know, I would, you know, I would like to get some support for Dana and, so I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll help you out. And he said, it'll be a, it'll be for a year. And I was like, okay, you know, I figured I can do it for a year. And at that time, because I was in such a funk, I was like, okay, girl, this is time to kick in your own superpowers of wellness, health and wellness. That's been my thing, a personal trainer. Right. You mentioned being a train. So you're training. So that was I'm personal training, training right? right? You were doing physical, personal training. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Physical, personal training, getting myself together. And I had just finished this transformational work where I was, you know, 
working through uplifting myself and all that. And still, it was still a challenge, right? In this process, when I was getting it, because I said, this little girl's going to need me to be here for her. She can't have no depressed grandma. You know, I was like, let me get this together. And so I did, I started training with a trainer and working on myself and all that stuff. And so my granddaughter came and it was a major challenge because my granddaughter was dyslexic and she hadn't gotten any services and no one knew how to help her. My son didn't have access. He lives in California. All of us, his family is over here. And it became very arduous. And I was in postmenopause. My body was still adjusting to finishing menopause, you know, the hormones mm. and all that stuff, mm. mood swings and <laughs> feeling like I was failing her and failing my son and failing myself and all of that stuff. And I got to tell you, I signed up to become a life coach. At that time. So I did a nine month life coaching program, which is the best thing I could have done because I was surrounded by coaches and was being coached like maybe twice a week, every week. For That's fabulous. Months. You know, there's definitely, wow. Right. It, right. When you needed it. So, okay. Wow. So you signed up for, to, to, to become a life coach, to go through the training and what I mean did you know you needed it? No, no, you're shaking your I head. Had no idea. You I didn't needed know that. that that was going to be your saving grace. I did not know that was going to be my saving grace. Not only that, but my network, my buddies that I had in the process, we formulated a study group. We were a support group twice a week. It was, it was all the support I I could get, it was what I needed because I couldn't find a support group for grandmas or parents. It became so difficult to access so a support group mm -hmm. because here I am now from a single life to parenting to now trying to get support for this child, getting her assessed, getting her tested, getting her, and I'm single. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm a single parent now yeah. and not a real huge community or family to step forward to pitch in. So it was mm. very overwhelming. So exactly what you said, that that was the a major support group for me and my tr transformational community where I did this personal development work, they were pitching in with after one of the one of the uh, participants there, she has, she's a philanthropist and she has an after-school program. So I was getting tutoring for her from this. And that's what I say, you know, these networks of people contributed to me. And that was amazing. And uh, yeah. And after that, I did a speaking program. I was just in it. And then I said, I'm a 50 year old woman. I'm well, I was over 50. I'm 55 at this time, 55. And I said, there's a lot of women like me. I kept seeing women who were struggling, finding their voices to be seen, to be heard. Women struggling with menopause and not really knowing what's going on with their bodies, with their minds, with their life. And just, and also having a level of fed upness. You know what I mean? Like I'm tired of I'm tired of trying to fit in this mold. People telling me what to do. I've, I've, 
I've eaten oh, there's a whole lot of fed upness at this point in there. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. And I drank oh, yeah. enough of the Kool-Aid. I've had enough. <laughs> it's not working for me no more. I'm no longer addicted to the to the mold that they have me in. And so I was like, no. And so my goal was to support women over 50 in their transitions and breaking through these barriers that are here for us and who desire more and know there's more to life, right? We're not committed to being old and washed up. We're like, we want to live life. How do I make that happen? And I need people to make me, to support me in making that happen. So that was my initial journey, right? That's where I was. And getting there has been me not, me being in a space of being youthful, energetic, dancing, you know, having fun, being with my granddaughter, running all over the place and saying, girl, you got a grandchild, you running to catch the bus, you running to get the train, y'all are all over the place, all of it, you making it happen, you are not old. So yeah, (laughs) right on, right on. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. So, and you said you got into a speaking program. So was that, I know that um, it's, like when I go to your, your Facebook page, it says you're a motivational speaker. Um, so was that the speaking program? Like you, you got into a program to learn how and to start writing talks and different things like that. Absolutely. Yes. Because I've always wanted to speak. I've always wanted to speak, man. You're just like the energizer bunny. No limits. Listen, after 50, at this point, right, you've lived your, if, if I've lived my life, and let me, let me focus on me, I've lived my life, and I know I'm not the only one, who've been people pleasing, falling on a sword, the drunk of Gibraltar, the ride or die for everybody else. I said, you know, two years after my granddaughter was here, she went from a, what they call a one-two student, which we know as a DF student, to an honor roll student. I said, if I can do that with turn this child around in two years, I can, I can do this for myself, for my business. Let me focus on me. And that's where I began to galvanize this energy of working for women. And I initially had a program called Sexability for women. Sexability. All right. I like it. So tell me more about that. That was a program where that was catering to women over 50 to focus on the physical, their physical attributes about their body and being sexual and the things that we could do to take care of our bodies, to have a vibrant, voracious sex life, as well as be fit, um, be youthful, know that you're not old, uh, go after your dreams and your desires. So it was really about sex and also about you evolving into your best self at this stage of your life. Yeah. Cause the world tells us you're over 50. That's it. You're, you're not effable anymore. Right. Right. And, and well, yeah, you know, and then we buy it. We buy into that. Oh yeah. I'm done. I got nothing for more minute, here for a minute. We buy into it for a minute, for a, mi- for a minute. <laughs> and then Natasha says, no, 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 <laughs> it doesn't have to be yeah. that way. No, it doesn't. 
And it doesn't, especially if you have some young whippersnapper um, pushing (laughs) up on you, uh, 40 years old saying, "Mm, you sexy. And I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) So, you know, I had had all that too, you know, hello. All right. But it was was cute. You know, it's about 15 years older than it was okay. It It was good while it lasted. So those kinds of things let us know, right? I am beautiful. I am sexy. I am desirable. And we get to step into that level of confidence. So as I was working with a a young person last year, right? We were, she she was a social media person I was working with. And she was like, you have to get on Clubhouse. And I'm like, I'm not trying to learn nothing else. I barely know how to work the Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, the Instagram, the Instagram, the, the Instagram, LinkedIn. the Google. <laughs> <laughs> I barely know how to work that child. I ain't trying to learn nothing else. She said, Miss Natasha, you got to try it out. You got to try it out. I was like, ah, I'm trying so, <laughs> so I got on Clubhouse. It was January 2nd of this year of 2021 and um and I was listening and it was all these people and I was really petrified and and then I heard people say well if you're on here for two weeks you need to start hosting your own rooms and I'm thinking and somebody supported me in hosting my own room a couple of times nice nice yeah somebody kind of held your hand and took you with them that's awesome that's awesome held my hand took me with them and the the one thing I can really say that stood out for me was hey if you're on here there's a hundred people in these rooms now this I didn't know any better I thought this was how clubhouse was it was always a hundred people in these rooms I didn't know about that that was just an anomaly for one or two rooms. Uh Anywho, I said, you have to stand out. So I started trying to figure out how was I going to stand out amongst all these people? And I said, okay, well, well, let's work on your profile picture. And then, and I had something like really pink that said hearty life. Let me back up to 2019, the summer I was in a, in a mastermind and I was in a business mastermind and I was like, there's a hundred people in this mastermind. How am I going to stand out? This is, this, this is wow, really not a lot of people in a mastermind. I want to stand out, right? I'm like, I want to stand out. Yeah. So guess what I did? what you do? I always sent the uh, Paul, Paul Carrick Brunson, him and or his wife an email via video. I sent them a video email and I will always have music on and I'll be dancing. <laughs> How y'all doing today? And then when I would go on a WhatsApp group, it would be like, hi y'all. So I do the same thing and everybody was responding. We love your energy. We love your energy. That whole thing. So I said, rinse and repeat on Clubhouse. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When I got on Clubhouse, I had a clapper. I had a clapper. And I said, I would get on Clubhouse and I would say, I said, okay, now how am I going, how am I going to be seen? How am I going to be seen? And I would get on with my clapper. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, this is Natasha Hardy from Hardy Life because you deserve a hearty life. I celebrate, celebrate, celebrate all you women here on this platform. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. 
my question is, and that's how I started. And every people are like, oh my goodness, I love your energy. I love your energy. I love you. And, and every time I go on, I would do the clapper. And then I got my whole spiel together of what I was doing. And eventually, and then I got my designer to create the yellow background because he said, your background should be your one of your brand colors. And we got a picture and we put it on there. So I didn't want a regular picture that was like, I want, so I got the picture that was like, yeah. And so <laughs> I wish know, people that, can see you. <laughs> it represents me, my energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm going to describe it. Um, what I want to give people is the image of Natasha. She's kind of giving you this little kissy face, like pose. And I, I will tell you, just go to Instagram, check out her profile pic because the same profile picture on, on clubhouse and Instagram, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, if you're not on clubhouse, go there to hearty life and, uh, and check it out. Um, Natasha, oh my gosh, you do enter a room like that. I mean, that is that, and that's authentic to you, mm -hmm. you know, that, that that's your energy, which is awesome. I mean, it's, it's you taking up that, you know, that hundred decibels, um, but it's still you, not everybody's mm -hmm. going to carry that off, you know? No. So you got into clubhouse and you were there for business. Then that was your, that was your idea, right? Your, your social media was person was telling you, you need to get in here to connect with people. First of all, she was like, she was very, she was young, much younger than I am. So I don't think she knew how to direct me, but she was so interested in clubhouse and she was like, there's so many people talking about so many things. She couldn't really direct me. It's really hard to describe Clubhouse to people, isn't it? I mean, I can't tell you how I, I talk about Clubhouse all the time. I'm sure people are sick to death of it. I have friends who are like, oh, I don't have time for one more platform. Blah. Oh, it's a time suck. It's this, it's that. Well, yeah, in the beginning it is, right? Yes, it is. It definitely is because you don't know. And it's interesting. It's like a... It's like a new toy. And then after a while, you're like, hey, I'm going to just not be on here for 10 hours. <laughs> it is a warning. It, it, that's real. <laughs> you can manage it, though. But it's so it's like a, I tell people I tell people it's like a radio talk radio. And it's like you go from the different rooms are like stations. You go from one station to the next, or you mm -hmm. can see the various radio stations and you go in and listen. The difference is you're able to speak with people. There are a lot of people who don't know much about Clubhouse and they think it's like another Facebook or Instagram, but it's not, or LinkedIn. It's its, its own entity and it's, it's nothing like those apps and it is like it at the same time. What I love about it, I mean, like you said, it's nothing like Facebook or Instagram in the sense that when I see somebody else's Instagram feed or their Facebook page or anything like that, I'm seeing exactly what they want me to see, what they thought about, what they ended up posting because they want whoever sees that to, to get a certain impression. But when you go into Clubhouse and you're in real conversation with people, you're getting them in real time with real reactions and yes. their, their thoughts on the matter. And yeah, some people are more practiced than others and they have, uh, you know, a, an agenda or whatever, but more often than not, you get in and you can actually have just real nice conversations with people. It's amazing. Okay. So before we go on with this, hang on, I, I'm going to back up. So 
your journey, once you started through Clubhouse, you kind of shifted your coaching, right? Like you, you've, you've gone into a whole, like you're teaching people how to do Clubhouse now. That's yes. your thing, right? Yes. Yes. What was, what was transformational for you about club, the experience in Clubhouse that made you decide to shift what you're doing to go all in with teaching people how to moderate rooms in Clubhouse and do what you're doing now? Well, what, what occurred is so many people started asking me to moderate rooms with them. And in the beginning, I was moderating rooms in the Midlife Network Club. And I mm -hmm. also was moderating rooms in um, the Bodacious Black Woman Club over 50. And I was getting guests in doing, doing the podcast thing, not knowing I was doing it. Mm. We'd get a guest and have them commit to at least four weeks. And I would get four weeks worth of content. We would host a room every week on their content. I'd have them write the content. I'd coach them how to moderate the room and how we were going to, so I give them a framework, give them a framework of how wow. to build out their content. Wow. Right? Uh -huh. Then I would give them afterwards would debrief how we can improve the room or what they needed to improve on the room. Right. So I was doing that with guests in the midlife network club and in the, the bodacious black woman club over 50. Meanwhile, I had my own club and I was a chicken too afraid to host rooms in my own club. I wasn't hosting any rooms in my club. And I mean, I was hosting up to 12 rooms a week. And I wow. thought this is something I can make money off of, you know, as there's a lot of people, they don't really know what to do. I was like, you know what to do. You know how to set this up. You've been to speaking school. You've been, you know, this stuff, you've hosted workshops, webinars, whatever with other people. And we did debriefs. So we do the debriefs. And then I created a profile template, which no one has that. People have different things on Clubhouse, but no one has a profile template. And the profile is your professional and personal calling card. That's where people get to know you because you don't have a whole lot of, like we do on social media. You just have your picture and your profile. And so the turning point for me, which I was really resistant to it. I knew in July, I should do this. I kind of dragged my feet on it for a couple of more months. And then it was like, this is it, Natasha, you get to do this because I, I had charged, was charging people, was charging people early on very little to do this. And then I was like, you can, you can, you can do this and earn money with it. So I started getting clients around September. And mm -hmm. then I was like, it's a lot of work for one person. Let's do a group. So I did my first group, uh, December. So I called it a boot camp, a four week boot camp. All right. And uh, initially it was supposed to be a 12 week program. <clears throat> I decided to do a four week program to see what would happen and how it might, that, that was my inaugural program, my yeah. uh, beta, I like would say. Like your beta. Yeah. 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 My beta. And so now I feel like I want to do the four week program consistently and then move them into a, into a membership where I'm doing trainings in the membership and putting up information, but that's, that's where I am. So my transformation came, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing that this was something I was good at. And it not only, not only good at teaching them how to moderate, there are all these 
isms that come up, right, for the midlifers, they have all their stuff they're bumping up against. And I have the coaching skills as being a coach to coach them through their fear, their lack of confidence, their doubts, their skepticisms. I have the, I have the tool belt for that. So I also get to be a coach in this process with supporting them and overcoming their barriers. And it allows them to be seen and heard and speak into what they're passionate about. And I love that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know, because you, you can spend your whole life without using your voice, you know, and then by God, we've lived a life at this point. Mm-hmm. We have something to say. There's something to share. Everybody. To Everybody. And we have wisdom, we have knowledge, and we have expertise. We have all of that. Mm-hmm. And we get to give it to the world. And why is it so important to do it now? Because we get to give voice to women and men over the age of 50, because I have male clients too. Mm-hmm. Definitely women though. Women get to be out here and be seen to be and be heard. And so many women are building platforms on Clubhouse, whether it's they, they, they start on Clubhouse, they build their community, they build a summit, they take these, these programs off Clubhouse and put them on Zoom and they do webinars and, and it helps to build, they start building a whole society. And I think that's magnificent. It's amazing. It. Yeah, it sure is. I love how, I love how, uh, how, how passionate you are about it. And I can totally see that totally feel it, you know, and it is, you've taken everything that, I mean, you, you were a physical, tr- you know, physical trainer for so mm-hmm. many years, right. You, you have training like that, you know how to do that right? You, then you take in your, your coaching and then you take in your speaking and then you, t- you know, and you've taken it all. And here you are, you're 60 and you're starting something brand spanking new. And I'm, I'm just sending you a high five through the zoom camera here. Boom. Cause that's, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing, like if we can all just find we all have a, a, a mix of talents, experience, and um, passion that we can bring together that are unique to us that we can then take and, 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 and turn it into something new for ourselves and for other people. And, you know, it doesn't have to be wah, 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 I'm getting old. It can be, a, you know, a rebirth. Absolutely. It can be, I get a chance to step into my brilliance. I get a chance to step into my passion. I get a chance to be the voice of the women who want to do this. I get to be the bridge, the gateway. I get to lead, be in leadership. What I really love is that I'm a health and wellness I'd say I've I've been in health and wellness for over 50 years. I grew up in health and wellness. My mom was into yoga and all of this stuff when I was a kid. And so I've been in health and wellness all my life. 
I used to do yoga with my mom in the studio called our living room floor. So I was her yoga partner. And fun fact about me, I'm a graduate from the fame. I'm going to live forever. I'm a graduate of that. Oh my God, I I had dreams of being at the fame (laughs) high school. Oh my gosh. That's awesome that you went there. I, what I love about you is that you just dive into things. You, you follow your curiosity. You just go, you're, you're just unstoppable. You know, I I'm going to receive that because some days I feel very debilitated. (laughs) So it's good to hear because I'm telling you, I think other people see people like you and think, oh my gosh, they're, you know, indestructible energizer, but like, where do they get it? They're amazing. And to know that you don't feel that way all the time, I think really says something, you know, because nobody feels like that all the time. Right. No, I have insecurities like everyone else. There are some days I was just telling my client today how yesterday I was just so wiped out and I just felt like I don't have my goals together for 2022. It's already the 29th of these. I normally I have, and I was getting on myself so bad. My granddaughter must have saw it because she said, Grandma, how's your day going? I said, Not good. She said, Why don't you take a rest? Oh, she just turned 14. So smart yeah, girl, so, smart um, girl. So why don't you? And I did, I laid down and it just, it's just been a really busy month and with the boot camp and everything. And I just wasn't focused on it and it's okay. Yeah, it I could give myself to the end of January to get you my can goals, put goals together. together. To Anytime you want together. to, Natasha, it doesn't have to be, I mean, New Year's, frankly, it's all made up. It's all made up. It's just fake. It's like, it's like Valentine's day. It's fake. We just have this calendar. Somebody somewhere along the line made up this calendar thing and we go by it. You got, you do your thing anytime you want to. I'm giving you permission. And and (laughs) thank you. I received that. And to your point about everybody doesn't feel that way. I'm going to tell you, I was so scared on Clubhouse. I tell you when I first got started, like you said, scared to raise your hand, scared to go up. I am too. Most people don't believe this, but I'm an introvert extrovert, meaning that, you know, I, I spent preferred time to myself, even though you see me very energetic and all this stuff, but I do not like be around crowds of people. I don't, you know, all of that stuff doesn't work for me. Um, I get my energy from powering being powered down and then when I power up I'm up and ready to go right yes yes yeah yeah okay I totally get get it yes Mm -hmm. yes and I want everyone to know that I do it scared and I mean I do it I mean I mean really scared I there are times I'm petrified that I do it really scared anyway I'm tenacious and for me I have gotten to a point in my life where I feel like it's do or die. Like it's now or never. Like we're gonna make this happen. I'm committed to getting to the to getting to the to the next level up, like scaling up my business, getting to the next level. My desire is to speak globally and to be traveling around the world speaking about women, all of what they can do and breaking down this dismantling this myth about women are old at a certain t- certain age and 
one of my students recently said, what do you say? What do you say? Listen, there's a whole gang of us doing this. Let me tell you, there's a lot of us. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, some some days, you know, my comparanoia sets in. I have to be honest. And I and and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just one more one more voice just making noise about this. But on the. But in reality, I'm so excited that there are so many of us all of a sudden right now we're there's a thing happening. There is a thing happening. I'm going to say it. And it's women of an age are starting to realize that we're not done yet, that we still have something to offer and that we might be at this point at the beginning of our best era. I'm declaring it. Absolutely. Well, how I became so clear about our women in numbers that really want to dismantle this is from being on Clubhouse. I had no idea until I went into the Midlife Network Me Club. Neither. Until I went into these, I did not know that there were so many women doing this. And I, I couldn't find these women before I got on Clubhouse. I was like, we are the, we are the 50 plus women. And they're progressive. They're not these women that are cowering back and like, no, I don't want to. No, these women are like, they're on fire. They're like you, they're firecrackers. They have something they bring into the table and they're like, yes, yes, yes. And today I was in a room with Dr. Donna and Marianne, who is 73 years old. I say she's the post child of how of being energetic and youthful. She's an actress. I can't remember Mary Ann's, Mary Ann's last name, but she is, Mary Ann is amazing. She is amazing. She's 73. She's an actress. She has a lot of energy. She's very vibrant. She's a firecracker. And she's like the poster child of like, this is where I want to be when I, you know, when I get 73. And one of my clients is 87. She's 87. She's on her second career. She's a master storyteller. She still has gigs her son is under weather. She goes and sees her son in the hospital. She has a both hip, both knee replaced. She has a plate in her ankle, a plate in her plate in the left ankle, plate in her left shoulder. She has a left hip replacement. She walks with a cane. She gets around and we train. I train her twice a week. So I am saying to you, and, and she just tells, I've learned from her. She's like, either it's going to work out or it's not. She said, I just laugh at myself when things are just going crazy. I just laugh at myself. And it really is a listening. So for learning for me, a listening to learn for me when I speak to people who are, who are older than I am. And because they're teaching me, I don't have all the answers and they are, they are paving the way for me to live this magnanimous life as a woman who is getting older, but not getting old. Right. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And I was listening to, I don't remember where I was, where I heard this, but someone said years ago, I think it was Gary V. He said years ago, people were dying at 47 and 50 years old. He said, and we're not, people are living to their nineties now. He's like, so 50, he said, when you're 26 years old and think you're gonna need to have it all worked out, you shouldn't. He was like, people are starting to work it all out at 50. They're just starting to 
get their lives in 50s, in their late 40s and to their 50s. And honestly, when you look at it, the last time I checked, it said the average age of a woman is to 80, is 81 years old in the U.S. But if you look at, at 50 and you look at 81, you have 31 more years to live your life. You don't, that's a lot that of realization, time. Natasha, is exactly why I started my podcast because I was, I was 40, when I was 48, I had a, a come to Jesus moment or whatever, where I was like, I, all through my forties, I had been telling myself that I was old, that I was tired and my bot. I mean, I had, you know, migraines and back problems and melanoma and bursitis and just like little piddly, nothing big, but you know, just constant physical ailment. And I was always telling myself, I'm tired. I'm getting old. And And there was this endless chatter, chatter, chatter in the back of my head about getting old. Right. And when I, when I finally stopped and I knew I needed to change that and I changed everything up, I started getting up in the mornings and doing exercise every day and meditating and kind of just, you know, really took charge of it and started doing some work to, to change my thinking. I had, after some time, I had this epiphany. I was like, oh my gosh, so I'm, I'm going to be 50 soon. If the average age is 80 something, I got 30 years ahead of me. What am I going to do with that 30 years? What do I want those 30 years to look like? What's possible in 30 years? 30 years is a long mm-hmm. time. Am I just going to go want, want, want downhill the whole time? I don't want that. So I want, like, what can I do to, to shift that? And so many women are in the same headspace you are in, right? So many women are in this, like, I feel great. I'm 50. I feel amazing. Let me, what can I do? And you, if you take your 50 years of experience and compress it into 10, into the next 10 years, what can you accomplish? Like major things. And, and let me say, when I say this, because I tell you, I was the ride or die, rock of Gibraltar, be there for everybody, fall on the sword for this one, yes, assist that one. I had a friend stay here for a year because they were sick in my house assisting them. You, I've done this in the last 10 years. And I want to tell ladies, I want women to know that it is not easy to turn that boat around and focus that energy on yourself. You have to trim the fat. It requires emotional intelligence and it is being able to say no, say no. And I'm telling you, it is the muscle you have to exercise. I'm not saying any of this stuff Mm. is easy. It is not easy. My granddaughter was the catalyst for me to be able to say, no, I can't participate in this. No, I can't do that. You have to learn how to say no and focus your energy solely on you. And that's where, when you're going to see the focus, be like, I'm focusing in on me and what I have to do. And there's so many women who have said to me, who have come to me and said, I've, I had to start saying no to my children. I had to start putting my first self first. I had to start saying no to my family, from to my job, to my church, whatever it is, 
they've had to do it. And I say to them, I honor you because I know it wasn't easy. I've walked that road. So when people say to me, how do you notice even, even my students in the boot camp, how do you know how to deal with fear? How do you know this is, how can you articulate this is what I'm going through? I said, because I went through it. I went through it. I lived what you're living. I lived the fear of getting on the mic. I lived the fear of saying no. I lived the, the experience of not having boundaries. I lived not having the emotional intelligence to navigate relationships. I live putting up with people's crap. I lived through that. And so I'm telling you, you don't have to. And I just want to say too, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, you know, the minute you, the minute you tell somebody, oh, you need to stop you know, people pleasing, saying, no, you need to do this. And people go, oh, but people will think I'm selfish or that's, isn't that selfish? And, but I just want to point out, okay. I, first of all, I think selfish gets a bad rap. I think selfish is where, I mean, it all has to come. Where do you get your energy from? If you're not filling your well with what you need, then you got nothing to give anyway. And look at you, you, you're, you're, you've learned how to set these boundaries and still look at what you're doing out in the world for other people. So is that selfish? You know, one of the things that Iyanla Van Zandt says, she says, you, your cup should always be filled and never give from your cup, always give from the overflow. That means you must keep your cup full in order to have it overflowing, right? And that when you keep that in mind, it supports you. And let me tell you, by the end of two years of my granddaughter being here, I, I felt empty and I said, no, there has to be a way for me to do this where I'm not depleting myself. And it's, it's been a challenge. And I have to tell my granddaughter, look, you need to go to bed by a certain time because um, <laughs> that was my real, how many times I got to tell her to go to bed? 525,600. Yes. So <laughs> like, I yes. need time for myself at night. At night, I need the time to wind down. So the later she goes to bed, the longer I'm up because I'm, I need that t- quiet time mm-hmm. to myself. And Know what you need, know what you need to fill your cup up. And that's what you all who are listening get to understand about this kind of people-pleasing, self-sacrificing, rock of Gibraltar, being the on-call person for everyone else and not never for yourself. You have to spend time with you, do you, and you will begin to flourish There's something that happens when you pour that energy back into you and then you begin to flourish in a way that will give to other people, right? It's just, it's reciprocal. Oh my goodness. I'm just soaking that in. Yeah, I'm just soaking that in because I do tend Mm -hmm. to, you know, I can talk the talk all the time, but when it comes down to it, I still fall into people pleasing ways. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that, like you said, it's hard. It's not easy. Um, yeah, we all, you gotta, I love it. Give what give from the overflow, give from the overflow. Think of it like a fountain, right? Mm -hmm. 
you have a fountain, the fountain is full and then it, it has the fountain that goes up in the middle, right? Yeah. And then there's a, the ones on the side where the fountain is spilling out into the next pool around it. So you just give in from the overflow, but that, that large fountain in the middle is always replenishing the main fountain. Yeah. And you deserve it. And let me say this to you, Yvonne, it's okay because everybody, we're all learning. We're all learning how to not do this. We're all learning how to undo the things we learned for the first 40, 50 years of our lives, the first four or five decades. And we're learning to undo it. And I don't have it mastered. I'm, I'm going to be the first one to tell you, I don't have it mastered. They say you teach what you need to learn, right? We're just all trying it's to fellowship it though. It's fellowshipping. Mm. This is fellowship. I love that term yeah. fellowshipping. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We're fellowshipping with each other. I'm learning from you. You're learning from me. We learn from each other. It's reciprocal. We, we, you teach me something. I teach you something. And then you have something extra in your bag and I have something extra in my bag. And if you could just open up your eyes, I tell the audience, I'm sharing this with the audience, just open up your eyes and see how much you have accomplished in your life from the time you were born, not being able to speak or move or walk or talk, what you have accomplished from learning how to read and write and, you know, just getting through life and managing and navigating. Some of us have had trauma, lived through divorced parents, all kinds of other, you know, ups and downs and whatever it is, working and learning skills and trades. We've done that for the last four or five decades. You are brilliant. You, you're brilliant. Everybody can't do that. Not, there are not a lot of people who are making it on this side, you know? Right. And, and you're not done yet. No. I talk about, I mean, the whole purpose of my, my podcast is to talk about midlife reinvention, you know, and, and some people are like, I don't want to reinvent myself. I'm, you know, I've worked hard to get where I am. Right. And, and I, and I, I'm, I'm just getting more and more and more clear on this, that it's not about changing yourself. It's about changing how you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's about letting, about letting what's already in there out. Because if you, if you feel like, oh, I just want to rest now. I just want to, well, okay. You might fool yourself into thinking you're resting, but all you're doing is holding yourself down and back. I think. And take a break. It's okay to take a yes. break for three months or six months or one month. Take a break. Yes. I always say, you know, that, that the growth comes from the, the being out of your comfort zone and somebody else made a, an argument recently for how necessary the comfort zone is. Yes. Rest, rest, stop and rest if you need to, yes. but you're not done yet. No. And I, I think I want to lean into the comment you said about it's in us. And when you think about, I am becoming, right. I am becoming, it makes me think of the, the slab of marble. And then the sculpture comes and chisel mm. the form 
into the marble. Yes, becoming yeah. into that. So that's what you, we, we, this slab of marble and life is just chiseling our legs and our fingers and our face. And, you know, we are becoming, and that's what it is. And like you said, we're not done yet. By the time we leave up out of here, you know, we, we, we're a full statue. <laughs> right. And sometimes that chisel hurts. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Yes, honey. It gives us, gives us the blues and it's okay. It's okay. We're bruised. We're not broken. We're bruised. We're not yeah. broken. We're whole, perfect and complete as we are each and every day. And we get to receive that. Thank you. Um, how can people find you? Where, where? People should find me on Instagram at Hardy Life. My last name is spelled H-A-R-D-E-E Life, right? H-A-R-D as in delightful to ease as in exciting. So, <laughs> and you can find me on Clubhouse under Natasha Hardy. So that's, that's how you can find me that's on right. LinkedIn. They can find me there on Clubhouse under Natasha Hardy. I will have it in the show notes. So I'll have all people go check out Clubhouse. And if you think you need to, if you think you feel called to moderate a room, you definitely need to go find Miss Natasha Hardy and she can teach you all the ins and outs and how to be prepared to run a Clubhouse room. But get in there and, and play and find people um that you yes, connect yes. with and I, and I want to let you know I host the moderating room every Sunday at 5 30 Eastern Standard Time so they can come to me come see my room on, on Sundays at 5 30 Eastern Standard Time where we moderate we teach midlifers to moderate with confidence like a pro that's awesome oh my gosh I gotta get in there and check that out with you that'll be fun Oh, you are too much fun. I knew I was going to love talking to you and having this conversation. And seriously, like my energy is through the roof right now. You're welcome. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. And uh, your listeners are fortunate to have someone as loving and compassionate and caring about them getting the information that you want them to have, disseminating the truth to them about how brilliant that they are. I'm as I'm going to say, Natasha, I'm receiving that. Yes. Thank you. And I want to tell your audience, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. I love it. Thanks, Natasha. Well, there you have it. Seriously, every time I hear Natasha speak, I get a supercharge of energy, right? Okay, so some things I took from my conversation with her. Number one, don't be stopped by your fear. Do those things you want to do and do it even when you're scared. And very important, be sure to fill your cup and give from the overflow. Hey, if you want to know more about Clubhouse, because we did talk an awful lot about it, feel free to send me an email at latebloomerliving at gmail.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have and would love to have you join me along with my buddies in the rooms that we host every Wednesday at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. If you're looking for us in Clubhouse, the room is called Dance Like Nobody's Watching, Celebrating Our Midlife Moves. 
And what we're doing is we're talking and brainstorming about what it means to dance our way into aging, moving our focus from self-improvement to self-acceptance and a celebration of our beautiful mess. And of course, Natasha Hardy is available to give you the pro tips if you think you might want to host rooms of your own. If you want to get in touch with Natasha, I'll have that information for you in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 84. All right, I'm going to take you out singing the Natasha song. Are you ready for this? Happy Wednesday to you. (laughs) Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Oh boy, not so good. Not as good as her. But anyway, there you go. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.